0: This is the Digital Marketing Professor Series, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're talking about predictive analytics and a special project that University of Texas at Dallas is doing with Golan. And I'm sitting down with Ernan Haruvi, Professor of Marketing at UT Dallas. Ernan, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So let's start off with some of the work that you've been doing. So your your course that you're teaching there at UTD, uh, tell me a little bit about that.
1: So um, I teach um, predictive analytics with um, with SAS, and um, this is a course that has a great focus on uh, digital marketing and, and big data analytics in particular, as well. And so the focus is to work with companies that have data that comes primarily digitally and see how we can translate that data towards company goals.
0: And so one of the special projects that you've been working with there is uh, an in-class project with Golan. Tell me about that.
1: Right. So um, that was uh, an in-class project and uh, we were working with with Golan on uh, figuring out their um, accelerants of relevance. This was a very successful interaction um, that students um, developed several projects that, uh, as far as I know, are still being uh, incorporated into to Golden's marketing and, and social media marketing.
0: So accelerants of relevance. Uh, tell me what that means in plain English.
1: So an accelerant is is basically a cause of increased market, uh, retweeting. Um, the data that we dealt with was primarily Twitter data, and we were trying to figure out What is it in terms of content and in terms of the actual demographics of the people who are doing tweets and retweets that accelerates retweeting, that that causes uh, virality, which is fast uh, diffusion of of tweets, of a story of contents, and which is one of the primary objectives of of a PR company, is to diffuse the stories very fast to get them... Um, to as many people as possible, as fast as possible.
0: Right. So, so diving into what makes a tweet or a piece of content go viral, essentially. Right. So let's talk about. I mean, some of the results that you found. What uh, What was the raw data that you were collecting uh, in order to uh, make recommendations?
1: So it was uh, data from the the Twitter uh, um, API. It was from the it was Twitter data, but it pertained to. 10 particular outlet for news and for entertainment and you know technology and business information and we had uh, some demographics on um, the actual tweeters and retweeters we had the entire um, tweet and so we could analyze it for um, content words for emotion for um Positivity, negativity, any kind of sentiment analysis, which is a which is a big keyword word in, in social media marketing. Sentiment analysis. You don't just want something to diffuse very fast. You also want it to diffuse positively. You want you want people to be excited about your product or about your story. We also uh, looked at how stories diffuse geographically. Whether users of particular demographics and influence and gender and specialty um, were more influential. We even had celebrities there uh, tweeting and seeing whether their tweets are more influential. It's called user influence. But primarily we looked at uh, time lapse between tweets and retweets as kind of a measure of, of virality.
0: Right. So... Diving into the specifics, then, so when you looked at the, I guess we'll we'll kind of work backwards. So the influence of celebrities, uh, tweeting or I guess retweeting that content, uh, what did you find? Was there a significant uptick in, uh, in I guess the content's performance when it was tweeted out by a celebrity?
1: Um. Certainly, there was right. Those are that's why those those people have uh, high influence. They already have a lot of uh, Twitter followers. But um, the main results that we were looking at was to see kind of what is the main time frame where a story um, becomes viral or not. It turns out that it's really within the first few minutes that a story comes out, It either goes viral or it doesn't. Yeah. So it's, the starting time and the speed in which it it begins is really the key variable.
0: So six minutes within tweeting, um, something would generally take off or not within six minutes of it going out. Uh, Was there a a time element to it? I mean, did it do better when it was at a lunch break at a noon time or in the first thing in the morning or those, you know, those sorts of timeframes?
1: So this was a competition where uh, each group pursued a different set of tools and looked at different variables. You know, when, when it comes to analytics, it's not using as many variables. They had about 30 variables or so um, to work with, and they could expand them to more, but using as few variables as possible. Right? Uh, the, the fewer variables you focus on, the clearer the picture you're going to have. Some groups looked at uh, at the time of the day. Uh, the characteristics of, of the users themselves, the influence. Others looked at more of a content analysis. And so the time of day matters, but really, primarily, it would be the user demographics, the fate between uh, outlet and story, the emotional content and journalism content of the story. Those are much more um, controlled factors for the company for the pr company that they can influence and and that's what the students focused on
0: did you find that negative or or maybe more salacious headlines took off better than positive headlines
1: certainly there was some some to that the students did focus on the the journalism content and so that have more of of a shock element would get some attention if you think about it from a PR perspective, the focus is not necessarily on selling shocking news, but rather on promoting positive association with your brand and your product. But just from a marketing perspective, when you try to promote a product with a shocking news story, you might lose control over where the sentiment analysis goes, the sentiment of the, for the product goes, might go in directions that you don't anticipate.
0: Right, and you you bring up a good point then that I mean, individual case studies are are going to point to individual results, and so something that may one factor that may be the leading reason why something goes viral may be completely different in a different case study. So then, from a general digital marketing standpoint were there any um things that were across the board factors positive factors and something going viral were there any commonalities there uh, among the different case studies
1: certainly uh, um, you know influential users um, that have a lot of followers um, are more um, more consequential in in getting um, viral outcomes um influential users that have that are themselves following others many others are also um a type of an authority figure because they they have access to a lot of information so they too have a lot of uh you know role in in, um, influencing um acceleration uh, the fit between content and um an outlet is very, very important. So a technology story that goes in an entertainment magazine is not going to be very viral. Very, uh, so it's just a poor fit. The emotional content of the story or the tweet um, is very important. Um, and the trajectory of the story, right? How the slope of, of the virality is very important to to predict the, the continuation or the, the continuation of the path. Of, of retweets. So it's basically predicting the slope of a diffusion curve.
0: So you said there's, there's kind of two types of influencers on Twitter. There's the traditional ones that you would think that have a very large following, uh, have some type of name recognition. Uh, then there's also uh, users who have, who follow a lot of people and have uh, regular interactions with those. So So in that case, then, they don't have to be somebody that has tens of thousands of followers if they are routinely reacting and, I guess, interacting with uh, some of the influencers who do have those large followings. Is that right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So there are people that are just very influential. There are celebrities. There are opinion leaders. There are people that people look up to. They're the typical celebrities. The same way that you would uh, have them endorse a product uh, on TV, you would definitely want them to endorse a product or a story um, online. They have the same power, or even more so, because people look up to them. And then there are people that just spend a lot of time reading news stories and retweeting them, and they too have... um, you know, they they might not be followed by as many people, but they certainly follow a lot of people, and that's very important because diffusion has different groups of people that that uh, are needed to diffuse any any piece of information. The first group is, you know, innovators, people who are getting uh, you know information from a lot of sources, and they might not have a lot of people um, following them, but they have information then you have um you know the the early adopters who are sort of tuned in you know they're in tune with the innovators Then you have the early majority which are the people that are you know kind of the first movers in the space and so diffusion kind of needs all of these groups and um you can't. Uh, you need people that have a lot of connections on either side, both the side of the information and the side of the followers.
0: So another thing you mentioned was the appropriateness of the content to the outlet. So where you use the example of a tech piece of information or or um, news going out on an entertainment outlet, that that may not necessarily make sense for the audience because the audience has doesn't have a demonstrated interest in tech Uh, so then I'm curious how when influencers and especially celebrities tweet out content that doesn't necessarily seem to fit what their demographic is and I'm using the example of you know Taylor Swift coming out and talking about politics so she gave a general message of registering to vote if her core demographic audience are fans under the age of 18, what then, from a digital marketing standpoint, does that say about celebrities sharing content that seems a little bit outside of their wheelhouse?
1: Right. So celebrities have a lot of followers. So they are generally influencers because their stories, whatever they tweet is received by potentially millions of people. And, um, that's generally a good thing for us, for a story for a product uh, and again remember we're talking now an example of politics and so it's not clear uh whether there is a particular product or content that we want to push out through taylor Swift, right she's she's um almost an unintended uh, diffuser of, of information right so she she chooses on her own uh, typically, if we would want to promote a product through Taylor Swift, we would want to get her attention to that product and have her uh, positively say something positive about the, pro- the, the product or, or retweet um, a positive story about, about that product. So when she retweets a negative story about, in this case, I believe it's, uh, you know, she has a negative uh, sentiment about particular uh, political messages. It's a little bit harder to think of it from a marketing perspective, um, but she would definitely have a lot of influence no matter what she tweets. And the question is, uh, what outlet does she tweet it to, and through what kind of audience? The fit here might be less important than the messenger. That Taylor Swift would definitely be a, a major influencer. Uh, that if you had a product, you would definitely want her to 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 endorse. And you definitely don't want her to have a negative sentiment about any sort of product or message that you have.
0: Sure. So because she's such a a global household name, that just the sheer scale of how many people she can reach and does reach, I guess, supersedes any perceived mismatch of of, um, relevancy or, I guess, appropriateness.
1: Exactly. But if you had a person who is uh, a computer guru... And he was tweeting about a food product that, through uh, a technology outlet, that would be a, a mismatch. Not just because the audience is not that interested in that, in that message, but because the authority is a mismatch to the content. It doesn't have an authority on on that topic.
0: So, from a business standpoint, then, when you're trying to establish yourself as um, as an expert within an industry or a leader within you know a particular product category uh, what were were there particular lessons that you learned from these goal and studies um, in class that can be applied to uh, to businesses that are looking to try to increase their relevancy and get better engagement for their content on Twitter
1: there's several lessons so remember that I'm I'm a professor so my first goal uh before even increasing relevance for businesses my first goal is to make my students uh marketable and so my first lessons that i take as a professor is what make my students viral in a way or my my students very attractive in the market and i can tell you that far before um, the analytic skills uh, there has to be an understanding by the students uh, of corporate goals, of what does the client want, what are the sets of uh, uh, objectives, and what are the sets of tools that the client has, the company and the clients for the company. Remember the goal in itself has clients. in is the client for my class. They are uh, coming in with a competition. The students have to make them happy, but they themselves have clients that they cater to. Um, for my students, what makes them very successful, the ones that are successful, is being able to, to internalize those goals, to really understand those and think from an application perspective on what the company can do and focusing on that rather than on making amazing models fit. As a professor, this is my first goal is to communicate that to students and to teach them how to do that. Uh, second is as the visual, visualization techniques, data visualization is important. So a student can have an amazing model that fits in an astounding way and can just fit the virality and the content and everything just perfect with the best fit, best likelihood, best R squared, best you know um, out of sample predictive power. If they cannot have, not just a visual demonstration of what they've done but also a tool for management to to try out different uh, conceptualizations of policy and to plot out some kind of a, a simulation or uh, you know a mapping between between actions and outcome they're just not going to be very useful to management and they might get a job as some sort of a programmer but they are not going to interface with top management or with clients companies definitely can improve every company not just Golan as a pr company but every company can pay attention to its social media presence and they should it's twitter it's, it's facebook it's um, Pretty much every um, social media outlet that's out there, they can look at a mix of sentiments on on all these platforms and they they can get from that very good prediction of what happens next. It's one of the fastest moving data sources. So if I wanted to predict something that's going to happen next month or next year i could look at all kinds of variety of data but if i want to predict what happens in the next five minutes social media is pretty much one of the best sources of of information it tells me it, it gives me a pretty much heads up a few minutes heads up a few hours heads up on what happens next to my company and so I think every business should be pretty much attuned to that and have some data scientists or, or digital marketing or PR companies that have um, a sizable and, and knowledgeable operation in that space.
0: Ernan, thank you so much for joining me.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And thanks to you listeners for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries. Subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelby Scurhawk.